Awesome. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the In The Zone podcast. Tonight, we've got myself, Uncle Joe, and Dylan Rush joining us, and we're going to shoot the shoot some topics at you and see what we come up with on the other end. Uh, I know we're going to cover the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl, and some NBA stuff. But before we get into all that stuff, how you doing tonight, Dylan? I am doing good, other than some uh, issues with the internet that prohibited us from starting on time. And mm-hmm. also, um, this is our second podcast, but this will be the first podcast you guys see, because the first podcast was... We'll say misplaced by myself on a thumb drive. <laughs> and this is why we do everything digital. Yep. And that's why we record it and then edit it and then put it out later. We'll we'll be just fine. Yep. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Down here in Baton Rouge. Drove down yesterday from Missouri and worked all day today. So now just kind of killing time in the hotel and podcasting nice. with you, writing a blog. Yeah. All the fun stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. That blog will be live on the website later this week in the zone.studio. That's right, man. You can find all of our other good writers. I shouldn't say good writers, great writers there. Uh, we got some NFL stuff, some wrestling coverage, all kinds of stuff. We got some niche sports for me. Some golf. Um, yeah. Some golf things. And then, as always, you, if you want to follow our other group, our other podcast group, Pulse of the Heartland, uh, Struggle for Par just came back out last week, but you can find us Monday, Wednesday, Friday on YouTube live at 8.30 Central Time. Um, and Or wait, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and then, uh, yeah, coming up with the offseason, we'll be doing some more fun stuff here and there. So, yeah, good times coming up. Yeah, all the links will be in the description below so you guys can check it all out. Yep, exactly. Awesome. So, where do you want to start, sir? You want to start off the Pro Bowl or you want to start the Super Bowl? How are you let, feeling? Let, let's start with the Pro Bowl. I guess that was the most recent thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So It was. Did you watch it all? Uh, I, I wish I could say yes, but no. I don't know anybody that I don't know anybody that watched the full Pro Bowl. Um, no. My thoughts on how it went were it was interesting. I'll just say interesting to say the least. The first night, the AFC absolutely dominated the NFC in everything. Um, Tyler Huntley, we might have laughed at him being selected to the Pro Bowl. Granted, I'm still laughing even after the fact. But he did show up in the precision passing. So um, I wasn't a big fan of... um, I, I wasn't a super big fan of a lot of the stuff that they did. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. I watched maybe five minutes total of the actual flag football game itself. It was pretty dang good. Um, I liked the the theme about it and everything. It looked like the people were having fun, the players, I mean. So, yeah, other than Peyton Manning freaking out in the end, I think that was good. But the other events, other than dodgeball and stuff like that, like I don't I don't know. It was kind of pointless to me. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I I think it might be time to do away with Pro Bowl. Altogether? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Because every other sport you can play a foot like, like the All-Star game for NBA, obviously. Mm-hmm. We can – it's – you can play that and you're not really risking an injury. NHL, NHL All-Star game, I haven't really watched before, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it's – pretty good um 
and then uh, MLB All-Star Game. It's like every other All-Star Game is great compared to the NFL. Right. And I don't know if it's because they do it at the end of the season, which is always – I don't know. I don't like the – I'm going to be honest. I don't like the pro, the All-Star Game being at the end of the season. Right. So I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think it's more – we should have it in the middle of the season, especially if they're going to do the flag football. If they're going to do these types of like skills competitions and just a kind of not, uh, not very competitive type game, I definitely think that they should put it in the middle of the season and then just do a skills competition, do flag football, whatever they want to do. Um, I just think the grind of the NFL season is, is a lot for people, but you would also give teams an extra bye week doing it that way. And, and I think, God, sorry. I say, and I'm sure it would help the collective bargaining for the players' association if they could get an extra week off, and you would probably get all of your stars to show up instead of some of them opting out for pro am, some of them opting out because they're in the Super Bowl. Like, you would probably get most of your team there. Like, I want to see Patrick Mahomes at the Pro Bowl. I'm right. so tired of not being able to see Patrick Mahomes at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> It's just like a thing. Like I want to see, like when Brady was in the league, I want to see Brady at the Pro Bowl. I want to see Mahomes at the Pro Bowl, but we can't because they're in the Super Bowl. I yep. want to see Jalen Hurts. I want to see AJ Brown. So, it, and you won't have this nonsense. I mean, you'll still have alternates, but like, you most likely won't have to have alternates. Yep. So, it's there's a lot of like, I did like the passion Peyton Manning had a little bit, a little bit. Granted, my favorite part of the Pro Bowl was when Justin Jefferson was just waving goodbye to him <laughs> yeah. after he got pissed. I yep. can't believe he got pissed at – I think Kirk kneeled the ball, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Kirk kneeled the ball, and he got pissed about it. It was good so do you know? Well, do you know why he got mad about it? It wasn't because, because of what Kirk did. You're not supposed to run the ball. Yep, exactly. So I, I get what he was saying, um, but then again, just run it to the right for five seconds and throw it out of bounds or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand why he got so upset about it, but I understand it's, it's a rule. So I get why he'd want to, you know, I'm going to be honest. It's the pro bowl. It doesn't matter. Nobody's getting bonuses for this crap. And I think they'll come back with the same format next year. I I thought they each player got 50 K and then if they they won the flag football thing, they got another 50. Oh, I still don't think that's enough. No. And since I bet. It, I, okay, let me let me phrase this before anything. Plenty of enough money. Plenty. But not for them. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing is we got to remember that this is all relevant compared to what their salaries and stuff are. So yeah. 50K to them is like us going to an all-star game for podcasting and getting paid like $5. So Yeah. Yeah. Like it's nothing for them. So, right. I, I think incentives like like the uh, NHL, the winning team, I believe for the All Star Weekend gets a million dollars to mm-hmm. split between, and it's not like there's eighty of them to split it between. There's like twenty, maybe. Granted, I think so. Probably, that's still fifty thousand each, mm-hmm. I think. But I don't know. I don't actually. I don't know. But like the MLBs played for home field advantage in the World Series. It means something. Mm-hmm. Um, NHL has played for money, and I kind of I think they just have figured out a way for people to enjoy. It. I think they just play full on hockey, so they they don't care if they get injured. 
They do. Um, well, one first and foremost, they're hockey players, so God knows what their brains are. So uh, good for them. They're they're more manly than any other person I can think of, other than UFC people. So there's that. But <laughs> reports coming out of the South Beach All Star Weekend that just happened was the game itself was fun, but the rest of it was super slow and poorly ran. And this isn't the first time. NHL has had this issue with like the skills competition taking like four hours for so for no reason, um, things like that. So I think the game itself went really well and is always fun, but the other items that they have around it, they seem to be dropping the ball on too. So we'll see. Um, I'm not, I don't know if that's an epidemic for everything because the only other real stuff I care about are the three point contests and dunk contests for the NBA and the home run derby, like the other skills competitions. They don't make a big deal enough about it. Um, uh, I wish that they did that more so with the NFL Pro Bowl. I think NFL Pro Bowl, like we talked about, unfortunately it's lost, but we talked about linemen lifting. Mm-hmm. That would like, what were the point of the, I'm going to be honest. What were the point of the offensive linemen and defensive linemen making the Pro Bowl? Oh, yeah, and Miles Garrett got hurt. Yeah, so what was the point? Right, they didn't there wasn't a, one. It's not... It's not like they threw them in the precision passing like they did one year. They threw random players in. Mm-hmm. Like, the quarterbacks get to do a ton. The receivers get to do a ton. The running backs get to do a ton. Have some other people. Like, I guess they I guess they play dodgeball. So, I don't know. I, I feel like if there's anybody that I think does All-Star Weekend close to perfect, I think it's the NBA. Granted, I would agree I think, with that. I think they've gone a little downhill with the dunk contest recently. Um, unfortunately, so, uh, they just haven't had the greatest, um, say participants. Right. So, um, other than that, the the all-star game, I love the new format. Um, I think it's exciting, especially going to the end where it's, they're playing for something first of all, Mm -hmm. and they're going to a score. So. Yeah. I, I think the NBA needs to figure out a way to incentivize that dunk contest more. Um, because yeah, they just don't have the stars joining in like they used to, man. I still remember, I I, I don't know if I brought this up last week or if I brought it up on another podcast, but as soon as COVID hit and we were all doing the quarantine stuff, one of the very first things I watched, uh, on YouTube on repeat was that 1998 dunk contest with Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. Yep. Jerry Stackhouse. Oh God. I was not alive, but one of the greatest dunk contests of all time. It was amazing live. I was alive, and it was awesome now. I will say there's one that I like more, and I might get Mm. heat for this. The 2016 dunk contest. Specifically, Gordon Gordon versus Levine. Yep, Gordon got robbed. I agree with that. I think, yes, after the Vince Carter-Tracy McGrady contest, that is by far the best one. It's just... A lot of people talk about Dwight Howard or the MJ Dominique stuff no. back in the day. Yeah, Gordon Levine was yeah, it was prime athleticism, prime showmanship. It was good. I really liked it. Yeah, it, I'll st- I don't know. I know we've deviated from the Pro Bowl, but obviously there's people that have done it better. So I yeah, I I don't know. I I don't have the I I wish I can't complain about. Just not break that. I cannot complain about <laughs> the Pro Bowl if I don't have the ideas to fix it. 
And I want to complain about the Pro Bowl because I just don't like watching it, but I don't have the ideas to fix it. Yeah, it's also kind of one of those things where I I don't complain about it because I don't watch it. it, it yeah. The NFL just doesn't make it appointment television anymore, other than uh, Derek Carr talking crap ESPN. about – Yeah. It's not on prime yeah. television. Nobody's watching it. Like that's right. the, like you put it on ABC. Somebody, your viewership's going to triple. I'm not going out of my way to find it now. If it's at the, if, what was it? I? I just had it. If, if it was on TV and it was just there, then I would totally watch it, but I'm not going out of my way to watch the Pro Bowl. I'll go out of my way to watch the Super Bowl, the playoffs, even a regular season game, maybe even a preseason game. If I'm bored, I'll go out of mm-hmm. my way. I'd rather watch preseason football over um, the Pro Bowl. Right. And you even have the stars in there in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And that, that's saying something. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that I don't know how they fix it. I don't know what exactly they need to do to fix it, but it definitely can't stay the same way it is. Um, and as far as it being on ESPN or ABC, there's a reason why it's not on ABC. They know they're not going to get the viewership, so... Uh, you know, people that are much smarter than me making way more money can make those decisions. Yeah. I, I don't know. There, There's a lot they have to do. That's just that simple. There, there's a lot. They, they're going to have to go to the back to the drawing board again. I, it, they went back to the drawing board this year and it didn't work. Yeah. So. I, like I said, I think that the flag football stuff or, even if they just do multiple different skill competitions, that's uh, that. And if they do it in the middle of the season, I think that's going to be good. It's, I don't know, I I don't know how they fix it, but they they got to do it somehow. Yeah, they've got to. Uh, it's like NFL is so good, but they just don't do a proper. Mm-hmm. It just irks me sometimes. It just irks me. <laughs> No, I get it. I, I mean, it does everybody. Everyone wants to see all their favorite players playing all the time. And when they don't or the game isn't real or no one's really trying. I mean, I liked this year much better than I liked a couple of years ago where you could legitimately see only Aaron Donald was doing something. And that was it. Mm-hmm. The offensive linemen just stand up. Yep. They don't do it. They stand up and they go. Yep. And then, like, my favorite part of the Pro Bowl this year I'm going to be a homer. This is fine for me. Was Kirk Cousins absolutely just gassing Max Crosby. <laughs> and that was great. And the, I think he threw the touchdown to to Justin Jefferson. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so. But I I only paid attention enough just to see the Vikings because I believe they had the most Pro Bowlers because the Eagles dropped. They didn't, they didn't make it, so the Vikings ended up having – Hawkinson, Jefferson, Cook, Cousins, and Zadarius Smith. Hmm. So, Cook and, made and, it? Yeah, as an alternate. I'm shocked. I'm right. baffled he made it. And then uh, Andrew DePaul, or DePaula, DePaul, or long snapper. Mm-hmm. So, which that was a boring comp. The punt pack, punt pass, no, not the punt pass kick. The kick-tack-toe was actually really boring this year. I don't, man, I was watching that and I was like, this isn't even close to what I thought they were going to do. I thought they'd at least, at least have like only the kickers are kicking through the field goal post and then have them like play tic-tac-toe with each other and then do the same thing for punters. And I, I didn't even think about the long snappers. Like, the I long snapper guess... was cool. 
I actually yeah. enjoyed the, like the long snipers. Uh, my favorite part, my second favorite part of the weekend was the Brett Maher joke that RG3 mm. made. I love the commentators. Yeah. I love who they had. They had RG3, Pat McAfee was on there for something. Yep, that, Kirk those, Street. All those guys that were on there, great. Keep that. Agreed. Agreed. That was perfect. I love the, I mean, obviously making fun of it, the Cowboys, I enjoy a ton. I will always enjoy that. Um, but the... I mean, it sucks when the best part of the weekend's a joke. <laughs> right. Yep. Unless you're going so, to a stand-up yeah, well, show. And the Pro Bowl is not a stand-up show. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, speaking of, because not speaking of, I was thinking about this. Uh, speaking of the people we didn't see in the Pro Bowl, they're, uh, most of them are sitting in the Super Bowl right now in Glendale, Arizona. Damn right they are. And I think it's time to talk about the two remaining juggernauts of the of the league this year. I guess you could say mm-hmm. they both are 16 and 3. They both have scored 563, 64 points each. Dang, look at you doing your homework. Nice. Um I wish I could say it was me, so I posted in our Discord. Uh, it's five, <laughs> it's not 564, it's 546 each. Uh, okay. they each team had six all pros and both of the uh, both teams had a Kelsey brother and their quarterback being all pro, and they were both a number one seed. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, the playoffs went pretty chalk this year, other than the Bengals and the Bills. So, yeah, the uh, Super Bowl is one versus one. It is indeed. I I don't know who I have winning. I don't know who Vegas has winning right now. Hmm. Uh, Vegas check. still had the Eagles, as far as I knew. And they – see – I don't understand the underdog mentality thing that's happening. Yeah, it's Philly by a uh, Philly. Wow. I don't know if you guys can see this. That says 50-50. I wish it was not as blurry, but it says 50-50 on there. Hmm. So that's crazy. I've never seen that in a game before, but it's got the Eagles as one and a half point favorites. Nice. Yeah, the uh, one and a half is the spread over under 50. And then, yeah, that's all I got. So, yeah. If I was a, we'll if see I was a betting man, I'm taking the over. And I'm taking the Eagles by a field goal. Ooh. I, so, are you I, reading into the NFL script of 37-34? Was that the script? <laughs> so, yeah, everyone put that on Twitter that the uh, scripts have been released ever since uh, oh, Arian yeah, Foster yeah, yeah. brought that up. Yeah, so 37-34 was the final score for the NFL script for the Super Bowl. If I, I saw something like the uh, – it was like a Wikipedia page, but like it was the finale, like the, the Super Bowl score or whatever, and it yeah. had them by 10 maybe? Yep. So. Huh. Weird. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm also probably going to pick the Eagles. I think they win by more than three. I, I'm rooting for the Chiefs because there's I live in Missouri. Everyone around me is a Chiefs fan. Everyone I really care about is a Chiefs fan. So I'll be rooting for the Chiefs, but my brain is telling me Eagles by 7 to 10, if not more. 7 to 10. That's a bold one. Yep. So the Eagles – Defense looked amazing against that Niners offense. The Niners offense 
did not do much. The Eagles defense has looked great lately. Uh, and that Chiefs defense is susceptible in the backfield for sure. So we'll see what happens uh, with those receivers and with Jalen Hurts. I have one bold prediction for the game. Mm-hmm. I believe Jalen Hurts is going to play his worst game of the season. But I think the win. Worse than last week, huh? I think this is what's going to end up happening. No team wins the Super Bowl unscathed. There's always mm-hmm. questions. It, ne- it never fails. When the last time the Eagles won it, is Nick Foles their future? Granted, he's like 34 now. I did not realize he was not that old. Right. Um, and obviously he was not their future. Neither was Carson Wentz. I think Jalen Hurts plays a bad game. He's played bad in the playoffs two out of the three games they played. Yep. I think there starts to be questions is, can another quarterback, an average quarterback, come in and lead this team? And I mean, I'm not saying they get rid of Jalen Hurts before any of that. I'm just saying NFL likes drama. And if we're, if we're going into the, we believe the NFL is scripted or rigged or whatever, which mm-hmm. not be scripted, they're not, it's not possible to do all that stuff. But Jalen Hurts plays a bad game. Is he their franchise quarterback? And if Mahomes loses, is Mahomes just a regular season quarterback? So I love these questions. Uh, I love that you are now Dylan conspiracy theory rush. That's that's my favorite right now. Uh, but the Jalen Hurts to go on the I'll, I'll go in order. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think regardless of how he plays, uh, they will not and should not move on from him whatsoever because of his rookie contract. If this was a contract season for him or something like that, or say he actually cost them a game and it wasn't just because he played bad, but like made stupid decisions through a bunch of interceptions. Yes. That narrative would be ramped up a lot, but with him still being only a second year um, and he's still learning. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he makes smart decisions and he's very accurate with the ball doesn't have the best arm, but he doesn't make usually doesn't make bad decisions. So uh, I think that would be reason for them alone to keep him around at least through his rookie contract. Uh, and the Mahomes stuff, man, you uh, you're gonna get all kinds of hate for those takes. But I also brought it up. I don't know what going to five straight AFC championships, three out of whatever Super Bowls, and only coming away with one means, but. In other sports and other places, people crap on LeBron for not winning every single year he goes to the finals. They crap on Brady for not winning every single time. Like at some point, Mahomes has to get the scrutiny too. All I've got to say is AFC championships means jack squat. Cool, you got a trophy for winning the divisional round. Cool, you get a trophy for you actually don't, but cool, you get the AFC conference championship. I've got You've got three conference championships and one Super Bowl? Yep. Seems yep. like mm. this year he can't complain about his offensive line. Right. I think it might end up being an argument of weapons, which I don't want to hear the argument anymore. I'm I, He does not need an argument. If you're the greatest quarterback of all time, you should be able to function with anything. Yes, and I don't. I think you saw it in the AFC Championship game. I, I think he can, uh, even yeah. down to their fourth receiver being their starter, basically, because everyone else is hurt. 
Um, I think he's proven that he can win with any weapons, whether he can win the Super Bowl with any weapons. That's a different story. This is going to be a big game for Mahomes' career and Hurts' mm -hmm. trajectory. Hurts right. loses this. It's it's rough for him to lose. I mean, it's not a career breaker or a deal breaker or whatever. It's a rough game to lose in the Super Bowl. Now, we'll see how he bounces back from losing the Super Bowl. But if Mahomes loses this, there will be panic in Kansas City. I have no doubt in my mind that there will, there will be panic. And there will be... I could see a trade being made to where the Kansas City Chiefs have two new starting receivers. And yeah, I could definitely see that. One of them I could see being DeAndre Hopkins. And the other one I could see them trying to make a play for T. Higgins. Yep. And just give Mahomes two different weapons to go work with. I was worried there for a second that you were going to say that the trade would be Mahomes because I think Mahomes could literally pull his pants down and poop in the middle of the field and they would still keep him on the, on the team. Like Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, I don't think can do any wrong at this point. You'd have to demand six or seven, six or seven at least first round picks, maybe. Oh yeah. And I know this is not exaggeration. I think it would take six or seven first, six or seven seconds, and a couple superstar players to get Mahomes. And that's yeah. I don't. I think he's that. It's like trading Tom Brady in his prime. You can't. Yeah. Right. Like if I was the you, Chiefs and I got offered six or seven first round picks, six or second, six or seven second round picks, and a couple superstars, I would consider it. I wouldn't do it ever. Yeah, I mean, because of of the success that they keep having in the playoffs, you really, if you're the Chiefs, you don't even, you know, you don't even look that way for a trade at all. So no, you got it. You got the most talented quarterback to ever touch the field. Yep. Yeah, most talented quarterback, the best fit for an Andy Reid offense, even when he's hurt. So yeah, I I really really like how they fit together. But that being said, I agree with you that there should be some, I don't know about panic. I don't know if panic's the right word, but just some thoughts on, hey, we have a great quarterback and he's going to be great and get us to Super Bowls. But in order to win the big one, we may need an actual receiver instead of just fill in the blank guys type of thing. You don't, you can't keep having Tony. You can't keep having uh what do they have? McCall Hardman's on IR. Uh, Juju? Nope. Hardman came back last week. Juju. Um, uh, Valdez can't league. Oh, Marquez Valdez. It still mm -hmm. says, because I've got the, I've got it pulled up on my phone here. It says hmm. that on February 6th, McCall Hardman was put on IR. Kansas City Chase. I thought he came East. back last week. They placed him on IR on Monday. Oh, so he's back on it. So the injury, okay. His pelvis, that's what it says. Yep. That would make sense. So he's done. Yeah, he's done. So it's going to be Juju's hurt and Kadarius Tony's hurt. But mm -hmm. if I'm them, I play through the injury. It's the Super Bowl. Juju's fighting for a contract next season. Now, right. speaking of receivers that are looking for a contract, obviously in this offseason, I think the – best person for the Chiefs to go after is going to be Odell. I just, you think so? Even over D-Hop or like you mentioned T. Higgins, I would rather for them go after one of those. I would kill for D-Hop, but you don't have to trade anything for Odell. That's true. 
So, but I mean, if you could catch D Hop on a fire sale from the Cardinals, sixth round pick, I'll do it. Yeah, fifth round pick, I'll do it. I'm. It sounds weird, but I don't know if I'd give up a fourth for DeAndre Hopkins. Really? I really. I and I. I know I sound crazy saying this, but his contract's kind of hefty, man. <laughs> He's thirty. It is. But if you it's get three years. or four good years out of him. I don't know. He's 32, man. 31, 32. I don't know if I can get that many years out of him. Yeah. I get that. I, I mean, I get the age thing and then the bad contracts, but he's also sat out for a couple of years and has some life left in his legs, I think. And I also think that he'd be better with a better quarterback. So, Yeah, Kyler Murray's five foot six. Don't know if he's actually a quarterback or a baseball player. Yep. That's something else I wanted to bring up to you because of uh, Sean Payton just being hired on to the Broncos. I think Sean Payton would have been uh, uh, the best coach to go down to Arizona. Uh, but now he's in with the Broncos. What are your, what are your thoughts and who do you, I know they just signed Kafka or Kavifka or whatever. The Broncos or not the Broncos, no, the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yep. Mike Kafka is their head coach. Uh, yes. Bryant sent us something here a little bit ago. Mike Kafka. He was the, uh, office coordinator in what? Uh, Giants, New York. Yes. Yep. Kafka will turn Arizona Cardinals around if hired. So. I really thought, uh, wing Martindale was going to get that job. Hmm. Yeah. All the reports now are Kafka. Uh, Good luck, man. He's not the reason that Daniel Jones did good this year. That was all Brian Dabble. Oh yeah, I think, but I think it's not. He's also been under. He's also been under Andy Reid before, and Reid endorsed him. So that's a big name right now. And we've had so many coaches come from Belichick. What have they done? Nothing. Right. So I, I don't know. I the good hire, I guess. You got an offensive line coach. That's what you needed. Um, I'm glad Brian Flores did not get the job. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because he goes to Minnesota we need, now. We need him. He can. He. My favorite thing. He's. I know. I'll get back on the Sean Payton topic in a second. But favorite You're thing fine. about Brian. Favorite thing about him is he's going to get rid of our old players. He's got links to Byron Jones and Devin Bush, who are two people that I would kill for on the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. And Devin Bush, old first round pick, we'll probably get him for cheap because he's not been playing well. Same thing with Byron Jones. He's not been playing super well. Um, right. Granted. Jones is kind of the product of the system kind of breaking down a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite thing was uh, 2019, he blitzed Lamar 35 times in the same package, same exact play on defense, and absolutely torched him. And that's what we need somebody that's aggressive. Right. And so I'm happy we hired him. That's, um, I'm glad we got him. And I was going to say, speaking of aggressive, Sean Payton was an aggressive hire, first of all. Yeah. But he's an aggressive coach, which works. That's what Russ needs. That's what Pete Carroll was, and that's what Russ needs. Now, I saw a report that he's completely taking away Team 3, Team 3, yep. Russ's, all of Russ's team from the Broncos facility. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if the report of the parking spot, the office, and the coming to work at a certain time or something for Russ is true or not. I don't remember if that got confirmed or denied. Um, I'm sure that's done. Um, I wouldn't want my quarterback treated above anybody else. 
they're all the same players on the same team. Yeah, they already get paid more than anyone else. It for me, yes, a quarterback, whatever, they they get paid more than everyone else. They help make decisions with the team and stuff. I get that. But don't make it so known as far as like giving them an office, giving them a different parking space, all that kind of crap. Don't give them the perks. Make them be a part of the decision making and stuff. I get that. They're the highest paid people. But you can't just flat out be like, oh yeah, my quarterback, you know, he has an office and no one else does type of thing. That's that's crap to me. It's absolute crap. Oh, excuse me. I I disagree with if the Broncos did that, that's mm-hmm. stupid. Um I watch um you know who Brandon Perna is? Nope. He runs a show called That's Good Sports. Um Okay. A show. It's kind of like a daily thing. He just talks. And he's a Broncos fan. Um, and even he was like, with, with the Sean Payton hire, he was like, he didn't know exactly it felt because of the, the first round pick they gave up. Mm-hmm. And the second round pick they gave up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. I, I cannot believe he gave up a first and a second round pick for a head coach. A coach that hasn't coached in how many years? You know? I think two. Two, yeah. Um, I don't know. If he can do what he did for Jameis with Russ, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to. I, yeah, I don't – I Russ have no idea because, yeah, Russ, not only was his attitude and stuff weird this year compared to what it was, but his skill set just did not seem to be there. And I don't – that's a huge decline. I mean, that's – that's Peyton Manning after neck surgery decline right there. Well, it's crazy. I, would say, I wouldn't even say Peyton after. I would say Peyton after the first Super Bowl loss. Because mm-hmm. he was playing. He had a 55 touchdown season in 20, was 2015? 2015. He had a 20, he had a, he had like a 55 touchdown season. The next season, the same, granted, it's for the Broncos. I don't mm-hmm. know if John Elway just does this with people. He just, I'm not sure why. Right. Well, I'm not sure what what's happening with quarterbacks in the Broncos system. First of all, but a lot of them, Russ, is following the same suit that Peyton did. So. Yeah, and I don't know. Like you, you mentioned John Elway. I don't know what he's doing wrong. I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played the game. How is he not able to evaluate talent better? It's crazy to me. You know, it's crazy to me that I. I'm going to get flack for this, too. I don't like John Elway as a quarterback. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I, know I get stats, that. Stats aren't everything, but the man turned the ball over so much. And that's something that, I mean, I'm, I'm a different type of how I like my quarterback. I don't care for Josh Allen too much because he turns the ball over. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of my home's career, I didn't like him too much because he turned the ball over a lot. I like quarterbacks who just take care of the football. But that's just... Like I, my least favorite quarterback of all time is Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's amazing, but turn the ball over too much. See, for me, I've been blessed with Matt Ryan as a Falcons uh, fan oh. for a while, and he never turns the ball over. He's great. seven ten picks a year. That's it. Yeah, but Michael Vick before him was super aggressive, and it was way, way more fun watching him play. Um, so 
It, it is, I don't know. I, I get the novelty in both not turning the ball over and then also turning the ball over, but I, I like the aggressive style. One, because I don't get to watch it in college because uh, none of the Iowa quarterbacks even throw the ball, let alone throw it to the wrong team. So that, that happens. The throw is this. Handoff. Mm-hmm. Yep, or tight end pop. Yep. So I, I would much rather have an aggressive style and then someone going after it and then taking a few lumps with the with the turnovers. But if you get into the Jameis Winston type realm where it's 30 and 30, that's not great. That's not great not whatsoever. Right. See, I would say we've been blessed as Vikings fans with Kirk Cousins. He doesn't turn it over a ton. It's just the worst possible times he can turn the ball over, he turns it over. Absolutely the worst possible time you can turn the ball over, it's done. Yep. The timing of everything is is crazy. Now, if you throw an interception, middle of the second quarter, middle of the third quarter, two minutes left in the game, leading a game-winning drive, and you're on the 10-yard line, and you throw a pick six, that's that's what annoys me the most. But we've been blessed with Kirk Cousins is, I would say Matt Ryan's head and shoulders, a better better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. But their turnover rate was similar-ish, and so, yeah. um, and it was. I would still take Matt Ryan first of all, but um, turnover-wise, I don't know. It's fun having a quarterback who can sling it. I mean, if I had Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen with the Vikings, I would not be complaining. Right. Never. But it's just what I, I guess. I like what we have of not a ton of turnovers. So. And I get that, and a lot of people are that way. I. I just I like to see a more aggressive style, whether it's on defense or offense. I also like the big play blitzes and everything that defensive has, and I know that comes with you know giving up big touchdowns and stuff. I, I get that. Um, it's just how I prefer to watch. But I I would say, in my opinion, Matt Ryan is the most underrated quarterback of the last generation. Like he oh, was as good, if not better, than Big Ben. Um, right under there, right under Brady Rogers. Breeze, I, I think he was right up there in the next tier. I think you can make an argument that he was better than Breeze. Man, I don't know. Those okay, stats Breeze, that Breeze had. Breeze was so accurate. I will mm-hmm. give it to him. He had a he had a pool noodle for an arm. Right. There was nothing there. And I know it was because of his shoulder injury. I know. Mm-hmm. He lost a lot of his power. You put him in a different system. I I and I'm gonna I know the argument can be made for any quarterback in a different system, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Breeze f- functioned well because of the three- to four-yard checkdown routes. And I'm going to be honest, even though Matt Ryan doesn't have a Super Bowl, I think he had more success. I could so, see that. I mean, because the Falcons for a long time, were, it was 10 wins guaranteed every single year. That's just how it was going to happen. It was 10, because... 11 wins, and then they peaked, and they went back down to 10, and they kind of – fizzled off right but i don't know the saints had that stretch where they were 79 79 79 89 89 89 mm-hmm. it was like breeze is supposed to be this almighty quarterback but you couldn't do it but my my opinion you can make an argument for matt ryan probably 99.9 percent of other people can't make that argument so, mm-hmm. and it might be because i'm yeah. a saints hater i mean you're preaching <laughs> the okay. choir there yeah. It's okay. I, I'm a huge Saints hater. I would also, I don't know why I'm even doing this, but I would also argue that Matt Ryan had better weapons than Drew Brees did with Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, yeah, Tony Gonzalez. 
Uh, oh God, eighty-four. What's his name? Oh. Roddy White. Roddy White. Oh, Roddy White. Yep. Oh, yeah, I Roddy White was. Couldn't even think he's the second leading receiver in Falcons history. <laughs> Him, Julio, and Tony G were Matt Ryan's three top three targets of his career. Uh, yeah, Sanu's got to be up there too. Sanu was Sanu, there. Sanu's fourth or fifth. He's yep. he's in that area. But the most mm-hmm. touchdowns is up, I know for a fact has gone to Jones, yep. Ronnie White, and Tony G. Yep, and, so. and it's funny because Julio even had that nine game stretch where he didn't have a single touchdown. And just had to get the monkey off his back, which is kind of crazy that he's still the which, number one because he put up such great stats everywhere. It kind of feels like, I don't know, it feels like the Falcons get a big guy. Like, I mean, obviously Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to say that was the wrong draft choice. I love Kyle Pitts. Me too. I just feel like, I just feel like he's not getting used. Well, there isn't a good enough quarterback to have him be used at this point. And it's not because, I mean, anyone can dump down to a tight end. Um, that's not the game that Kyle Pitts plays. And until they start utilizing Drake London and get, you know, get stuff outside, then that'll open up stuff for Kyle Pitts. But, but there's no quarterback to throw it to Drake London at this point. And there's, and I think the Falcons should consider a quarterback with their top pick this year. Um, I think it should be considered, but I also do like Brian Breeze. Um, and I think he'll end up at the five spot. If not, for some reason, Will Anderson right. has been dropping down draft boards recently. Um, granted draft boards are just people pulling names out of their butts and putting them up mm-hmm. to get money. Um, we know that with Mel Kuyper, he's never right about anything. Right. The top. Um, I think you guys obviously need pass rush. That's very obviously from just the couple of games I watched this season, there was just no pressure. And, um, I don't know. Desmond Ritter is obviously not the future, at least in my eyes. I don't think he's the future. But I don't know how you feel about who your future QB is. Oh, I don't think it's on the roster right now. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, they need to either go after Lamar or Derek Carr, um, and they need to trade that first-round pick for a proven pass rusher. Uh, the last three or four that they've taken in the draft just don't work out. They just end up being busts and can't have that anymore. Go grab someone that's proven. What's that? Uh, Tarkis McKinley. I don't remember his. Yep. And then Dexter Fowler. Yep. Vic Beasley. Like just so it's just not working and they need to go get a proven one. So go go do that. Spend that first round draft pick and then use all that cat space. Go get Derek Carr. Go get Lamar Jackson. Do what you can. I was, I was going to say you put Derek Carr on that offense. Offensive line's fine. I think enough. Mm -hmm. You put Derek Carr in that backfield. You trade Desmond Ritter for like a day three pick. He's 25. Right. It's not going to work out. Don't worry about it. Mariota was a perfect backup when he was behind. Mariota could be a cap casualty as well. But mm-hmm. you trade that first-round pick for somebody like – was is it the fifth overall pick? Or I think so. I think it's five. Okay, fifth. Um, you go and trade that for – if the Raiders don't get Aaron Rodgers, they'll blow it up. Um, mm-hmm. Max Crosby could be available, and he's younger. Um, Miles Garrett could be available if the Browns don't do something. Um, I know that's a stretch. Uh, Daniil Hunter is not worth a first-round pick, but Daniil Hunter could be somebody you guys trade like a second-round pick for. Right. Please. Please do it. Um, right. But you guys get some pass rushers and maybe another corner. I think that you guys could see I, – I think you guys could – I think the Falcons are winning the South next year. That's my I prediction. Think, 
I think if they don't make any moves, they win the South next year. I think yeah, if the, they the want Bucks to come... don't have a quarterback. The yep. Saints don't have a quarterback. The Panthers don't have a quarterback. Right. And I mean, technically the Falcons don't either, but yeah. The best quarterback on the on the, the Panthers roster is Frank Reich. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That is very true. But all three <laughs> Panthers quarterbacks this year had better stats than Tyler Huntley. So there's that. It's true. Tyler Huntley is available. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm good. I think I think you guys will go after Derek. I think Garrett Carr is so obvious to land in Atlanta for me. I don't know why. I just I just pinned him there the whole time. If not the Bucks, but yeah. I think he'll be in the NFC South, and it could be any of the four teams. I, yeah, I could definitely see that. I personally, I, I saw a picture of uh, someone redid the Madden cover with Lamar on it in a Falcons jersey, and. I kind of got super excited. I would love to have Michael Vick 2.0 with who's already won an MVP. Give me that. And you guys have a receiver, first of all, a receiver, which he's never had besides Mm -hmm. Deshaun Jackson's corpse. And you guys have Kyle Pitts, which he adores tight ends. Right. And we've already got a built-in running game. Our offensive line is good. Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom. I mean, they're they're really good at running the ball. Chris Lindstrom's like, I know like, Pro football folk, PF, PFF grade is like off the charts, but he's like the, mm-hmm. one of the best guards in the, like, if not the best guard in the NFL. Yeah, I think he was rated second. Um, yeah, and, it's, um, it's funny because like three of the top five offense or yeah, offensive linemen in the league are in the NFC South between Wirfs and Lindstrom and can't remember who the other one was. I th- believe there's a Panthers guy, but it doesn't matter. Panthers. Maybe I'd have to look at it. Um. Who's your guys' other guard? I know Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry is your other tackle. Yeah. There's Jake Matthews and McGarry. Hold on. Because I know your other guard is ranked like super high for something. Unless I'm very much mistaken, which always a chance of that. It is... Elijah Wilkinson and Chris Lindstrom. Yeah, no, mind. it was Chris Lindstrom. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Definitely Caleb McGarry's right tackle and Matthews is left tackle. Okay, so Jake Matthews has been on the team for a while. Mm-hmm. He was the number three overall pick a while ago. It's been solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a up and down years his first two years, but yeah, since then he's been a solid left tackle. Most left tackles have that. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at. I mean, Rashawn Slater on the Chargers right now. Christian Darisol. They kind of yep. They kind of just blossom into good left tackles at some point. Either right. do or you don't. I mean, yep. so. Well, should we circle back around to the Super Bowl and then? Uh, yeah, because we, we got, got one more topic. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. I know we want to keep this right around an hour, so I figured we'd circle back around. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, any other final predictions? You said Eagles by three. Any other big predictions? Yeah. Um, I'll say the Chiefs win the coin toss. Um, okay. Let's see, because I know that there's the big uh, the big ones. Uh, power doesn't Gatorade go out. Color. Gatorade color. That's what it is. I'll mm-hmm. go with, they're going to go with a classic yellow. Okay. They'll go with classic Either yellow. Either way. Yeah. I think they'll go classic yellow. Um, nice. So Chiefs coin toss, Gatorade yellow. And I know there's a third one. I don't. Is it first touchdown? 
Possibly. Um, excuse me, I think it might be first score. First score seems like it would be right. Um, what is? I know we were just national anthem play. length MVP. Oh, that's what it is. National anthem length. Um, oh, okay. It is Chris Stapleton. So. Oh, 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 I'm going over. Whatever the over is. Yep. I don't know what the over that's, is, but I'm going country singer over every time. Yep. That's what we pop said singer. last night on Pulse of the Heartland. A pop, a pop singer? Yeah, I heard. <laughs> a, pop singer, <laughs> a pop singer I go under. Oh, Usually, nice. unless unless it's like Adele. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not, no, not. Fergie. Mm-hmm. NBA All-Star Game. Which was barely coherent. So I don't even know if you count that as a national anthem. It went over. <laughs> <laughs> it did because she was slurring and who knows on what but yeah yeah we've got uh tomorrow night we'll be doing our road to the super bowl our final road to 272 so we'll have all the prop bet bets going on on there so if you uh if you're listening to this and can't get enough of it jump onto that one too there's a b i think we've got seven on there right now and we'll be doing more later on i'd give them away but i didn't come up with the list so i'm not gonna steal work from someone else I'm excited to hear what they are. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I like I said, I think uh, Eagles win big. I don't. I think that the Chiefs are a little bit banged up, and I just think that the Eagles team is really, really, so, really good. So deep, so good. I, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it is. But let's uh, transition into a different sport that we don't usually talk about: the NBA. We're yes. both avid fans, and two of the only. Mm-hmm really ones in, in the zone that are big enough NBA fans to talk about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, if you guys pay attention to the NBA, you guys know there was some random guy named Kyrie Irving that got traded. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who this guy is. Um, I'll let you go first. I have my own opinions about the deal, so I'll let you uh, I'll let you start out. Well, the reason Dylan's letting me go first is because him and Kyrie are kind of kindred spirits with all the conspiracy theories. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both being flat earthers and stuff like that. I'm just kidding. He Dylan's not. Uh Kyrie got traded from the Nets to the Mavs. This coming off of you know KD being hurt, them going on like a 22 game or not 22 game, 12 game win streak earlier in the year. Like I don't understand what the demand for a trade was, but yeah, he got traded for Spencer Dinwiddie um, and someone else, and then two picks. Dorian Finney so, Smith, a first and a second. You. Thank you. Which Dorian yeah. Finney-Smith was on the trade block anyway. So, Right. And I, I like the Spencer Dinwiddie fit. Um, I think I think the Nets can make something out of this if KD is healthy. Um, I think having Seth Curry and Ben Simmons on that team, um, I think that surrounding KD can be good. I don't think it's championship good. I think they can still do playoffs. As far as you go the other way, the Mavs, I, I don't understand – one, there's not enough basketball to be pushed around for those two. There's two basketballs. Listen, oh, we man. pitched it to the NBA. We put two basketballs in. I think the Mavs are the best team in the NBA. You have two <laughs> chances to score? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, Luka already has the number one usage rate in the league, and Kyrie had that like two or three years ago when he was number one man on the ball. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to be – even if you take 5% away from Luka, that is a lot to ask for, for a guy coming off of that usage rate. It's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be 
happy town by the end of the year, to be honest with you. I think uh, Luca gets kind of tired of it. Yep. So um, this this is my thought on the whole idea. Um, the Nets got worse. I like Spencer Dinwiddie's been on the Nets before. We've seen this. So-so. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, average point guard. Dorian Finney-Smith, I don't understand all the hype about him still. I, I genuinely don't. Um, yeah. Good shooter. Does he do anything else? Not really. Um, and I can get flamed for this. It's fine. Uh, I I identify as a above-casual NBA fan. Um, okay. I, I'm an extreme NFL fan and an above-casual NBA fan. I used to be an extreme NBA fan, but there's too many games for me to keep track. But yep. let's preference that. Now, the fit around KD, what in the world are they doing? You couldn't trade him to the Lakers for, I don't know. Who do the Lakers? They were give him Russell Westbrook. You, you give him Russell Westbrook and they have chemistry. That It would have been fine. But you pair him mm-hmm. with Spencer Dinwiddie? Spencer Dinwiddie is the second star on that team. Ben Simmons is not a star. I, I don't agree with Ben Simmons being a star at all. I, I would agree with you as far as offense. Uh, I think defensively great, mm-hmm. but I, I I'd rather have Draymond Green on offense. Right. And I'm a Warriors fan, um, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have Draymond Green on offense, and he sucks on offense. I like shooting, scoring, scoring that stuff, just yeah. dishing out, assisting, amazing. Um, I should have probably said that before I said he sucks. Um, ben Simmons. Great passer, same thing. Um, I don't know. Ben Simmons just baffles me still. His career just did not work out. He'll probably win Rookie of the Year this year still. Um, now, <laughs> for the Mavericks, dude, I saw the trade and I wanted to scream. This was the thing. There was a, there was um, 2021, there was a mock draft that came out and everybody was mocking um, some point guard that's probably not even in the NBA anymore. I don't remember his name. He's definitely not in the NBA. They were mocking some first-round point guard to the Mavericks. In my mind, I was like, so you draft a primary ball handler in the face of Luka. But they don't do that. Great. But then two years later, you trade for a primary ball handler in the face of Luka. Luka is not a small forward. Luka is a point guard. Why are you drafting somebody that's going to handle the ball? This makes no... They got rid of... Go ahead. Go ahead. I would say the full reason they got rid of Jalen Brunson is because he was an emerging star that needed the ball more. And if he was going to take the next step and become a star, he needed the ball more. You could see him doing that in New York. That's why they got rid of him in Dallas because he wasn't going to get the ball anymore. I agree with you. Why the hell are they bringing in Kyrie? It makes no sense. I do think the Mavericks fleeced the nets in aspects of asset in the, in the grand scheme of, Asset wise, I think Kyrie they can trade for two first round picks down the line. Um, I think so. Granted, this is Kyrie's what fourth team or fourth team in his career, third in the last four years, five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how long he's been on the Nets. To be honest, two years, three years. I think um, three. Three. Well, he barely played last season because he was. Yes. Yeah. Out of two hundred and forty some games, he's played one hundred and four. Um, him and KD have played eighty together. And him and KD and Harden played 10. That'll go for – that's going to be – Kendrick per- Perkins tweeted out, but it will be a 30 for 30 at some point. Oh, yeah. Of the biggest what-if in sport – biggest what-if in NBA history. Yep. One of them. not Maybe not the, but one of them. But I think KD's on both of those. This and then what if the Thunder stuck together. Yep. 
Granted, James Harden too. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So James Harden's doing great down in Philly. So he's 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 cool. He's good. Mm-hmm. Um he's doing good enough. He's not where he used to be, but you gotta sacrifice yourself to be a um to be in a team to win. Um, which that's where I come back to Luca. I absolutely love Luca to death, but Luca will have to step down from his position uh to win a championship. Right. Um, it's not going to be a how do I put this? LeBron hasn't won without people. D Wade, Chris Bosch, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was thinking about the Lakers. I was like, I don't think he had anybody right. besides AD. Nah. Um, Mr. Glass. No one that counted. Right. No, nobody. Um. Luca. Steph Curry has not won without people. Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes. I said Harrison Barnes, but that was our, their KD. And KD. Yep. yep. You ha- you cannot win by yourself. This is not the 80s. This is not the 90s. You cannot put a team on your back and absolutely just lug them around. Luca, it, your career will end very sl- slowly. Um, I mean, it'll end slowly because you won't have, like, let me rephrase that because that's going down a hole that I don't even know where it's going. You'll see your career slip away if you try to do that. Yeah, look, look what happened with Dirk. I mean, even though Dirk won one he, when he was by himself, yeah, he won one. And then the rest of his career was just like, oh, cool, Dirk can put up numbers. It's kind of the same situation that they're building with Luca right now. Is It's always the European some, guy. Yep. At some point, they're gonna he's going to bust through and get to a championship and maybe win one, but – it's uh, it's going to take a lot. And they're doing the same thing with Giannis in Milwaukee. Giannis doesn't really have a running mate. I don't care if Drew Holiday is an all-star this year. That means zero. He's an Him all-star? over Trey. Yeah, he got in over Trey Young. Figure that it's out. It's, it's because it's fan voting, dude. It's like when Zaza yeah. Pachulia made the all-star team. Yep. When the – oh, I, I digress. I, I All-star voting's trash. That, that doesn't count if you're an all-star. Right. You could put – I, I'm going to be honest. You could put Magic Johnson up for the all-star vote this year and he'll make it. And he hasn't touched the floor. Yep. It's just like the Pro Bowl, man. Just like the Pro Bowl. We already touched just, on all those. Though. Yeah. But, yeah, the it's stars aren't getting the running mates they need. It's because, and it's weird, I don't think there's that much star power in the league. And hear me out. I don't, what, me saying that, I, I don't feel like there's that many stars. I feel like there are, great players in the league if i had to say there's stars in the league i'd say there's five stars in the league and i think it's curry lebron Giannis, kd and luca and kd could be taken off that list depending on how he comes back to be honest see for me i think you could say luca and john morant could be interchangeable there and that's yeah luca and jaw could also be interchangeable i could see that um Mm -hmm. i like luca more than jaw i just i think it's more more all around I think Jaw yep. provides better, better, uh, what's the better athleticism? Obviously, yep. Um, Luca can't can't do anything athletically, but um, <laughs> I I just feel bad for some of these stars. I feel like the Warriors ruined the league. Yep. Just a second, my food's here. Yeah, you're good. Just edit this out.
Yep, that's how we. Uh, that's why we record. But uh, agreed. I I think that it's moved into more of a regional type game than it is for national superstars. And I I think I think you nailed it right on the head there. That there's only so many superstars, but there are other great players. And take my favorite right now, Dame Lillard doesn't have a running mate. They got rid of CJ McCollum. Uh, we got rid of. Uh, Norman Powell. Norm, Norm Powell. Norman Powell. Yeah. Yep. And now it's just him and Anthony Simons. And I know Simons is shooting really well right now, but it's not not the same, man. Primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> but right. uh I think they're that, so don't develop a point guard behind your point. Whatever. Um I think that's the issue with the Warriors right now, is they're they're about to have to move on from their old players and it's gonna get complicated too. And I'm I'm not ready for the future of the Warriors. I'm so used to winning. It's going to be really weird. But um, it's Giannis doesn't have a – like, you think about players down with a running mate. Giannis doesn't have a running mate. I don't care. LeBron does not have a running mate. Anthony Davis does not stay healthy enough for me to consider him a running mate. Right. I, I just – he's great when he's on the floor. If he's on the floor. I've literally seen the man sprain his ankle in midair. Mm-hmm. So, he's just made of glass. And it sucks for him because he's great. But – um. It's like Joel Embiid didn't have the guy until James Harden got there. And you look at all these people like I'm thinking like the Heat, Butler and who? Bam. I guess you could I could you could say Bam. But I also don't put Bam in the same category as if you look at a team with two superstars, um the, the so, Heat or the Sixers. Hmm? I would say that the duo of James Harden and Joel Embiid is obviously better than Bam and and uh butler jimmy yeah yeah that's my opinion i i but it's like the talent is so it's so i will say this season seems like it's the most even i've seen it oh yeah i mean look at the lakers they're two games out of the playoffs but they're only five games out of third place in the west i mean it's it everything's linear which is which is cool yep but it's also like these Luca's not getting a running mate. Yoke Jokic is not getting a running mate. Like Yeah, I, I mean Jamal Murray's pretty damn good. You know, I, I I'm waiting for the season to where Luca comes to, to Denver or Jokic comes to Dallas. I think it's gonna yeah. happen at some point. Um I, I would kill to see that duo. They would most unathletic duo in the league, but mm-hmm. I would kill to see it. It would be so cool. Right. But probably the most efficient yeah. in score wise. Oh yeah. Their PER mm-hmm. rating would be off the chart. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I think that's it's what this trade is. It's like it's just a superstar. I'm not a superstar. Let me phrase that. It's just a a, a good player. I'm putting Kyrie in the good to great player category. Mm-hmm. It's just he's just moving teams to a team he's not going to fit with. It's not a good running mate for Luca. It's a it's a move for the the Mavericks are in a if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We can get rid of Kyrie next season. It's over. It doesn't matter. Right. But if they right. win now, it's a great move. Um, I feel bad for, I feel bad for Luca. I I think Kyrie should have just ended up in the Lakers, and just Lakers or Clippers, and just been done with it. Yep. I agree. I don't know what. I don't know where Kyrie goes and fits in because I have a feeling he's going to hate Dallas in about five months 
Um, he's going to hate being anywhere after a while. He just he doesn't do well with going places. I don't get it. Like, it, it, I know he wanted to be his own superstar and stuff. That's why he left Cleveland. Blah blah blah. Should have stayed there, man. You had the best of all the worlds right there. Pair him with Victor Wimanyama. Yep. Granted, I kind of like. I'm going to be really. I love Victor Wimanyama coming up, coming into the draft. Yep. I really love Scoot Henderson. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Scoot Henderson so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone loves Webanyama, and <laughs> anyone that names any other person, they're like, "Why would you even think about after Webanyama?" Well, there are more Scoot. picks other than number one. <laughs> Scoot Henderson's really good. <laughs> whoever oh, yeah. gets second is whoever gets second. It's you're not. I mean, you're losing Victor Wimanyama. Granted, mm-hmm. he's got to put some weight on and all that stuff. Which NBA has elite strength trainers and conditioning coaches for a reason. He'll be fine. Look at Giannis. Um, but, and then some people think, also don't have to put on weight. Look at KD. You don't have to No, granted towards right. the end of his, like end the career that he's in right now. I think he's in his final few years, final mm-hmm. six to seven years. Let me say that. Um, you see it like it kind of ends up taking a toll, but, um, mm-hmm. I really think this off season comes down to wherever Victor women Yama goes, there's gonna be a lot of free agents heading down there. Oh yeah, there is going. I think to everyone be. wants to play with him. And I, I mean, there's. I'm thinking. I, I think San Antonio's first right now. Granted, they still have to go through the lottery uh, system. Yeah. So there's going to be that, but um, if it's a say, if it's like a big market team that gets him, I think that's when we start seeing the next super team formed. And. I'm not saying that I want to see a super team, but when you had a super team for so long and then you lose them, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird how everybody's just even like, Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Or people are starting to build big threes and realizing you don't have to have three superstars. You can have one superstar and two other middling stars and still get there and still do damage. Celtics. Yep. Exactly. I would exactly. say Tatum, Brown, as much as I hate to admit it, Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Well, and then uh, 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 oh, Time Lord Robinson, what's his name? Oh, Robert Robert Williams. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, thank you, Robert Williams. Rob Williams Robinson. is amazing. It, awesome. He's, yeah. Yeah. It, I honestly think the Celtics might have the best team. Um, they just aren't playing the best right now. They're just they're so talented everywhere, and no one is like a huge star other than Tatum, really. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think they have the best roster in the NBA. I would agree, man. I would agree. Um, and another one that Kyrie messed up. So, idiot. Idiot, yep. And idiot. you see both teams that he's left, the Celt- the Celtics and the Cavs, both flourishing. Yep, on their way back up with <laughs> the Spider. God, I love Donovan Mitchell. Oh, my gosh. Also one of my favorites. First of all, I love him for just who he is and him as a basketball player. Plus mm-hmm. 71. Insane. Right. I can't believe that wasn't it wasn't talked about more because of what happened in the NFL. That was mm-hmm. the only reason it wasn't talked about more. It just happened on the same night and it was like it's insane. Right. But the um uh the Dylan Brooks situation is what I was happy about. Hmm. I agree with I, that. I don't like the I don't like the the Grizzlies. I definitely don't like Dylan Brooks. So when it all happened, I was like, good on Donovan Mitchell. Yep, exactly. 
Yeah, Dylan Brooks is a a D bag in my opinion. So he's there's yeah, that. He reminds he reminds me of a young Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's kind of gotten a little better. He's he's matured more. Mm-hmm. But Dylan Dylan Brooks has got the Grayson Allen in him. So, I can see that. Yeah, I could see that. Well, man, should we uh, wrap this baby up and get on out of here? Yeah, we should. Uh, this one will actually make it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and all the other ones that will be linked in the description or you're hearing it on right now. I don't know mm-hmm. all the ones we're putting this on, but those three for sure. Um, you guys will be hearing this uh, Wednesday, February 8th. Uh, nice. So... Hopefully nothing big happens uh, of the stuff we talked about after we get off. Right. So uh, if you guys want to follow us, all our social medias will be linked down below. Uh, in the Zone and uh, Pulse of the Heartland will be linked down below. Our website, inthezone.studio, uh, will have this podcast up on it, along with all of our other blogs and all the stuff that Pulse of the Heartland guys do. And uh, make sure you guys like the video, subscribe, or follow us if that's also an option on the platform you're listening to. We mm-hmm. will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace. Heck yeah. We'll do it next week. See you later.